out small words sports talk we back baby another episode let's go Wide receiver for Cincinnati Bengals. Y'all looking for a football podcast to check out? I need y'all to go look at Big Mouth Small Word Sport Talk. They got it going now, so go listen to them and check in. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome. Once again to the most must-hear podcast, Big Mouth, Small Words, Sports Talk. When the hell did we last speak? I don't know. I've been trying to get Ian back onto the podcast. He's too busy. I've been trying to get Ted onto the podcast. He's too scared. And I'm going to have to get some more guests. But for right now, you're just going to have to listen to me, Patrick Kearns. Yeah, boy. So I believe the last podcast I did was amazing. It was uh, fantastic. My week eight picks. Oh, I was on my honeymoon. I'm back. Hello. And week eight was fantastic for me. I got 14 out of 15 correct. The Bears lost to uh, the, the awful field goal. My God. So they, they missed a field goal. I lost that one. But my lock of the week was the Seahawks. To be the Falcons, that happened. The upset of the week The first time I called it, it took me drinking a little bit of the bubbly. Shout out to Y2J. Took me having a little bit of the bubbly on my honeymoon to get an upset of the pick. Upset of the week. Pick right. And I got it. Eagles beat the Bills on the road in Buffalo. Big upset pick of the week. Hell to the yes. If you haven't been following at... Big Mouth Small Words Podcast on Instagram. You're missing out. Get on that. Um, Then, obviously, after week eight is week nine. Didn't do great in picks. I honestly don't remember. I think I got like seven right out of 15. It was not... It was a weird week. The Dolphins won. I don't know. It was fucked. So, the Bengals didn't lose. It was their bye week. Dalton got benched on his birthday. These are all things that are amazing. Uh, AJ Green is going to be making his debut of the season week 10. No, he's not because he's not now because he's a bag of dicks. No, I, lo- I love him, but he's a bag of dicks. And uh, so my lock of the week was the Seahawks to beat the Bucks. Nailbiter. Don't know about a lock, but it happened. And then my upset pick of the week, two in a row. Dos in a row. For those in Espanol, the Ravens, To beat the Patriots was my upset pick of the week. That was correct. I got that right. That's two weeks in a row. You got to start listening to me now. You understand? You got to start listening to me. So, after that, now we have to come to week 10 of this football season. The season's going way too fast. It's really aggravating. But tonight, we have the Chargers. Against the Raiders, 
this one was actually more of a tough game than I thought. You know, you look at the schedule early in the season and you feel like you know what the hell's going on and then you get to week 10 and you're like, the Raiders aren't as bad as I thought. Derek Carr is pretty good. He's decent. He has proved me wrong. He's better than Dalton. Phillip Rivers, I I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if he's better than Dalton. He is a bit of an idiot. You know, everyone's making a big deal that he's leading the league in passing yards, except for the fact that he has 12 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, a completion percentage of 90, and in the biggest win they had of the year against the Packers, he threw zero touchdowns. So that tells you everything you need to know about what gives the Chargers success. So here we go. The Chargers, I'm just going to try to think this out. The Chargers, 8th in points against, 8th in yards allowed, and 5th in passing yards allowed. That means their defense is pretty baller. The Raiders ranked 32nd against the pass. So the Raiders are what the doctor ordered for Phillip Rivers. He has a big day. Touchdowns galore. Keenan Allen looks like his old self. The Chargers are going to win this game. It's probably going to be close for like maybe a quarter and a half. And then it's going to be somewhat blowout city. Not blowout, but like it'll be constantly a two-score game. Chargers win. Then we have my lock of the week. My lock of the week. The Saints to beat the Falcons. I don't think I have to get in depth with this. The Falcons blow. I think Matt Ryan might be coming back and I don't care because they've given up. They they really just don't care anymore. So the Saints get Drew Brees back. They're going to kick the crap out of him. You know, then we get the Bills against the Browns. Before I tell you who I picked, I, I, I was going to... This was my upset pick of the week in my head. And then I kept going over it and over it and over it. I mean, the Browns are 2-6 and six now. Bad loss to Denver. They just can't find themselves. Baker can't get into a rhythm. The Bills never look impressive to me. I look at them and I'm like, oh, they're very beatable. And then you, you go, you dig deeper and you realize that the Bills defense is top five in the league in points, yards, and passing yards allowed. Like, it's insane how good the Bills defense has been this year and you would never know it. The Browns are bad at everything except running the ball and when they're running the ball, they're mediocre at it anyway. So Chubb can only do so much. And the Bills are going to win. I just, I just don't see, you know, I, you, you, you kind of feel, and I, you know I hate OBJ, but you, at this point, I actually kind of feel for OBJ because he's not complaining right now. He's doing what he's doing. He's trying to make things happen, and Baker's just not who he thought he was. It's not who any of us thought he was. So, then we have the Lions against the Bears. Don't need to really explain this one much either. Um, Matt Stafford is going to win. The Lions are going to win because the Bears every week, I think, have a really good defense, and then their defense just blows up. So, I I don't know. I'm sick of 
thinking that the Bears are somebody that they're not. They're three and five for a reason. They suck. Lions are going to win just because they're going to throw it 40 times and Mitch Trubisky is an idiot. The Ravens against the Bengals. Upset pick of the week is not this one. It's not. The Bengals are not going to win. The Ravens are going to kill them. I was excited that AJ was going to come back. I was excited that Ryan Finley is going to start and he had a whole bye week to figure it out. And then AJ was like, yeah, well, you know, I was going to come back, but then I realized that we're 0-8, and my leg kind of feels like shit, a.k.a. I don't want to play. And I don't know. Um, thank you to Odd and Tate, by the way, for shouting out the podcast. It means a lot. You're the man. Get it going. Prove me wrong. Make the Bengals win this game. If the Bengals win this game, I'm going to go streaking. I'm going to lose my mind. So they won't. I'm going Ravens. I'm not happy about it. Um, God, if the Bengals were a little better, this would be your classic trap game. They, The Ravens coming off of a win against the Patriots, such a high for them. Their bye week is next week. They're due for a loss. This would easily be one of their losses, but I just can't see. The Finley doesn't have that much magic in him, and if he does, I'll die. So, Ravens win that game. Then you got the Chiefs against the Titans. The Chiefs got some of their swagger back. I mean, I gotta be honest. Matt Moore has been way better than any of us thought he was gonna be. Let's just be honest. The Cheetah is running. Kelsey is a dick, but he's really good at football. And, oh, by the way, on 985 The Sports Hub today, Toucher and Rich were talking about there are no villains in the NFL, someone called in, said Tom Brady is the ultimate villain. That's true. But they said there's not like a guy in football that is an actual villain because they're not like a threat to be good. If they are too much of a dick, they're not enough of a threat. Travis Kelsey, what are you guys talking about? He is an ass. He's on all of my fantasy teams and I hate him. I hate him so much. He's smug, he's arrogant, he throws the flag back at the ref when he doesn't get his way, he throws his little stupid temper tantrums. He's a dick, he's annoying, he's a nuisance. I wish he'd go away after he, don't go away, you're on my fantasy team. But he's a huge dick, I don't like him, he's a villain. That had nothing to do with anything, but it, listen, we've had a segment on Nick Foles, so this <laughs> this show can tend to get away from us sometimes. So... Oh, right. Chiefs versus Titans. A few weeks ago, I would have said the Titans had a chance. And they kind of still do. Their defense is decent. Tannehill is a lot better than than you think he is. Can you imagine, though, that week 10, Ryan Tannehill versus Matt Moore, two starting quarterbacks for the Chiefs and the Titans. What? I mean, that's freaking insane and amazing all at the same time. So, I'm going Chiefs. I think they got their swag back. I think that they're good enough to, to especially, I mean, whether Mahomes comes back or not, because they're saying Mahomes might play. I doubt he will. If he does, then they're definitely going to win, but they're going to win anyway. Then you've got the Giants against the Jets. The Giants... I hate to say it, they're going to win because Daniel Jones 
is not as inept as Sam Darnold. I don't know what the hell happened to Sam Darnold. Ever since he played the Patriots, he's been seeing ghosts. And he is not good at football anymore. He is the ghost of Mark Sanchez. He is a piece of dog shit, and he ruins everything, and he sucks, and he's going to lose. So, I don't know, man. Jamal Adams is just going to keep comparing himself to Aaron Donald and players that are way better than him, and the Jets are just in shambles. Le'Veon Bell, every time they give him the ball, I watched the Jets run it on third and ten in the opponent's uh, zone, and he got negative two yards, and I was like, that's the Jets. (laughs) That's just, that's how I look at the Jets. So, uh, Giants win. They beat the Jets. Now we're going to my upset pick of the week. Upset pick of the week. Oh, yeah. Upset pick of the week. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to beat the Arizona Cardinals. I know it's kind of soft. I don't, the other picks were more. Fire, you know what I mean? I, like the Eagles going into Buffalo felt good. And the um, Baltimore against New England undefeated felt good. This one doesn't feel great, but it might feel right. Tampa Bay is pretty damn good. And when I say pretty damn good, I mean they're pretty terrible. But the Cardinals, I think, are more terrible. Um, it basically comes down to this. The Buccaneers are not good, but they score like 28.2 points per game, right? The only thing that... that I'm, I'm going to talk myself out of this now. The Bucks are number one in the league against the run. And I feel like if you can contain Kyler Murray and you make him throw, I think you beat him in a shootout every time. So as long as Jameis Winston doesn't shit all over himself, then I'll be all right. So I'm going Tampa, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, to beat the Cardinals, upset pick of the week. We got the Colts against the Dolphins. The Dolphins won a game. The Dolphins won a game. And they feel that swag. And they know they got it. Williams going off. Fantasy gets almost 30 points. He's feeling it. And he's dead. And it's gone. All of it's gone. Williams is out for the year now. What are they? Devontae Parker? I don't know. They suck. They're done. So Colts are going to win with Brian Hoyer as their freaking quarterback. Packers against the Panthers. I really, really, really wanted to pick against the Packers here because as I've been saying all year, they are so freaking overrated. They're so overrated. It's dumb. I hate Aaron Rodgers. You guys know this. I'm not going to go over the whole thing. I'm picking the Packers because of how inept the Panthers are. I watched the Panthers just not be able to hang with the 49ers. I watched the Panthers... If you stop Christian McCaffrey or you can at least kind of contain him to the point where he's only going to get a touchdown, they're fucked. They don't have enough weapons. So the Packers are going to... It's basically going to be one of those things where like the Packers are going to score 31 and the Panthers are going to score 20 or 21, 20, whatever. So Packers win. Idiots. 
Rams against the Steelers. It's in Pittsburgh. And it doesn't matter that it is. Because the Rams are starting to feel themselves. They have too many weapons. And Aaron Donald is going to live in the Pittsburgh Steelers backfield. So the Rams are going to win that game. Now this one, the Vikings and the Cowboys. Now we can talk football. Can we talk football, please? Because I just had a whole bunch of picks that I felt were very easy, which means I'm going to get all of them wrong. But those were all very easy. This game gets you going. Sunday Night Football. Minnesota Vikings. Dallas Cowboys. In Dallas. This is a game. Maybe the game. Wanted to do an upset pick of the week for this, but there really is. They're too, they're too close. I couldn't. So you look at the Vikings. You like what they're doing. You like Kirk Cousins. You like the offense. They are third in rushing. And that's impressive. But what's more impressive than that is that they are a top 10 defense across the board in every category. And they're only allowing 17.6 points per game. So I should pick the Vikings, right? Except when you look at the Cowboys, they are a top five offense across the board, averaging 28.4 points per game. They're at home. And you're thinking, damn, that's close. But here's the difference. The Dallas defense is top 10 across the board too. I look at the Cowboys and I just don't think they're that great. I think they're okay, but I don't think they're top 10 good. And when I looked at their numbers, I was baffled. And I actually watched some, I watched some tape like John Gruden and I, I like what they do. I I think Van Der Esch as a linebacker is sick. I think that, I think the Cowboys have a lot of athletic Linebackers And honestly, Michael Bennett going there is a big deal. I mean, people aren't making a big enough deal about this. Like, he went into their defensive scheme and fit perfect. He was the piece. Like, him next to Lawrence is just smashing people. I mean, they're, they're running right through people. So, if you get him remotivated, you get the fire under his ass, and that defensive line keeps doing what they're doing, their corners can be beat, no doubt. No doubt Diggs could get, could break him or burn him for long touchdowns. That could happen if Cousins has enough time. But Cousins is the type of dude that sees Michael Bennett and Lawrence on the edges and it's going to start streaming down his pants. So I'm not, I'm going to go with, as I, hold on, if you hear this, I'm going to go with the Cowboys here at home because of everything I just said. Then, last game. The San Francisco 49ers against the Seahawks. Now, I originally was going to pick the Seahawks in an upset. And I can't. The more I looked into it, the more I realized that the 49ers are just the better, more complete team. Now, you fast forward this to later in the season and it's and it's in Seattle. I'm going to go Seattle there. But the 49ers at home, I thought this was going to be like a Patriots-Ravens scenario where the Patriots, you know, they were just kind of outmatched. I know they, they were on the road in this scenario, 
But, you know, every team loses. Like, the 49ers are not going to go undefeated. It's impossible. It's not going to happen. It's, it's football. It's National Football League. It's not going to happen, especially there in the NFC. The Patriots have a tomato can schedule, but the 49ers don't. The 49ers know what their schedule coming up looks like. They've got to go on the road against the Seahawks. They've got to go on the road against the uh, New Orleans Saints. They've got to play the Packers at home. They got, they've got the Rams at home. So they've got some games coming up. They know they need this game. They need this game. They have to create some separation with the Seahawks because the Seahawks are only two games out. And if they win this game, they're one game out with a heads-up win. And you don't want that if you're the 49ers. So... I think Boza is fast enough to get pressure on Wilson and kind of contain him. You can't completely because Russell Wilson's on another planet right now. I know they have a horseshoe up their ass, but the Seahawks, this basically came down to the fact that the Seahawks defense is just not that good. They make big explosive plays, but they're not consistent and they are not good against the pass. They're better against the run which actually helps them against the 49ers because if I were to say there's a weakness on the 49ers, it's that Garoppolo and the passing game is not explosive. I mean, they're a lot better with Emmanuel Sanders. Don't get me wrong. But uh, I think this is one of those games where Kittle is going to eat. Kittle's going to get fed. He might get 13 targets in this game because they're going to go all out on Emmanuel Sanders using their number one corner and then there is no one that can match up Wagner nobody is going to match up with Kittle so you know the 49ers going to run 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 play action I think the 49ers going to take this one so those are my picks week 10 we're running out of football and I'm I'm upset about it um To give you just a couple random thoughts, just because. The Celtics look so much better without Kyrie. It's so refreshing. On this podcast, I remember at the end of last year, I was so defeated talking and I was just yelling about Kyrie Irving and how much I hated you because I had been saying the whole year, you can go back and listen, that he was the problem. He was all about himself and he didn't care about the team and he didn't allow Brad Stevens to implement his game plan. Well, when I watch the Celtics come back against the Bucks by 19 points and win, when I watch the Jason Tatum hitting a game winner against the Knicks, when I watch Gordon Hayward against Cleveland getting 39 points, running the offense and getting it going... This is the Celtics team you want to watch. They're not going to win the championship, no, but they're going to be exciting. They're going to make you want to watch, and you want to root for a team like that. We're friggin' Boston. We love the freaking underdog. I know that everybody in Boston is now where the city of champions, but don't you guys remember? Don't you remember that we weren't? Don't you remember that first Super Bowl victory for the Patriots? Don't you remember when the Bruins won in 2011? Don't you remember the Celtics? Don't you remember Abutu in 2008? The Red Sox in 2004? We loved being the underdog. Well, guess what, guys? This is your chance once again. You've got to take this year and give it all you got because I think you're going to lose Gordon Hayward in free agency at the end of the year. But for right now, it's a good problem to have to have him playing at a high level. 
So, with the Celtics, I know a lot of people are not giving them as a lot, like as much credit as they should because they're beating a team like the Knicks or they're beating a team like the Cavaliers. But last year, they were losing all these games, and that made them the fifth seed, right? If we're one of the top two seeds in the East and we go into the playoffs, having home court advantage in basketball means more than having home field in any other sport. Basketball, when you're at home, you get the calls, and it just changes the whole series. It changes everything. So I have the Celtics making it to the Eastern Conference Finals this year. I'm letting you know that right now. I like Kemba. I like Jason Tatum. They haven't even worked in Jalen Brown yet because he's been hurt and sick. So sky's the limit for this team. I like the Celtics. want to let everybody know. The Bruins have been fantastic. I don't know what their exact record is. I believe they're they might be 10-2-2. Two two. They're they're the best team in hockey. I know that. I know that we just lost to the Canadians and it was very annoying off a stupid ass call uh, with the instant replay that really pisses me off. And Tuka kind of did crap his pants for the first time all year. He couldn't see the puck. But I love the Bruins. Everybody loves the Bruins. And uh, listen, just be thankful. If I had one message for all the Boston fans that are listening right now, be thankful for, for years like this where you have the Celtics, Bruins, and Patriots, and all of them are going to contend. You're going to get playoffs in every one of those sports, and it's going to be effing amazing. And I love it. Um, do I have any other random thoughts? Yes. Uh, WWE wrestling. Good for you for having Bray Wyatt beat Seth Rollins and win the championship. Annoying that now we don't get to see the champion because it's been two weeks and I haven't seen the champion yet. But I like what they're doing with Survivor Series. They have NXT, which is kind of the developmental league down there against Raw, SmackDown, NXT. They're trying to make like the WCW versus WWE thing all over again, but it's cool. I like it. It's it's made me watch each show now, which I never do. So I like that. It's cool. AEW, refreshing. If there's one word I have to use to describe it, it's refreshing. Chris Jericho, if you have not watched some of the videos and some of the promos that Chris Jericho has done since he's been in AEW... Oh my God, it's must watch. I mean, him with the bubbly and the inner circle, just type in Chris Jericho AEW, watch his shenanigans. He is amazing. Instagram, I am Chris Jericho. Check it out because he is amazing. And when you watch and when you listen, make sure you drink it in, man. Jericho reference. No one got it. It's cool, though. Um, I think that's it. I think I'm done. Lastly, and I was arguing with my friend Anthony Rose about this, Chris Jericho is the greatest wrestler of all time. If you don't believe me, you're a stupid idiot. Because he's been relevant in Japan. He was relevant in WCW in its heyday. He was relevant in WWF 
when it was actually good. He was relevant in WWE, had some of the greatest things with Kevin Owens that you've ever seen, the Festival of Friendship, all that. Now he's in AEW, and he is, at 48 years old, the youngest AEW champion in the history of the business, and you gotta love it. So Chris Jericho, he's the GOAT. That's it. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Big Mouth Small Word Sports Talk. Thank you for your continued support since I have told everyone the terms of maybe doing live stuff or getting merch. I've been I've gotten a, a few more thousand uh, plays. I'm up to 4.6 thousand, which is exciting. So thank you for listening. Thank you for your continued support. I'm going to get more guests. I'm going to get it going. Trust me. I've got people like Auden Tate, wide receiver of the Cincinnati Bengals, shouting me out. So uh, hopefully... There's actually a chance. I don't want to lie to you guys, but there's a, there's a smidgen of a chance I'm going to get Charlie Coyle. But um, we'll see, man. I'm going to get it going. Thank you for listening and 